beautiful disasters is at it again with another B-movie night at Strange Ways Brewing Company. August 16th from 6.30 to 9. Come out for our August theme, which is Vigilante Odd Couple. Schlockometer checklist includes Road Trip, It Is a Tumor, Manners or Death, and I Want to Be Your Homicidal Father Figure. This event is free and 21 up. So come out, get your drink on, and enjoy another fantastic schlocky movie night from Beautiful Disasters and Geeks Under the Influence. The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to uh, Beautiful Disasters. This is our seventh episode. Seven episodes. Holy seven. shit. I know, right? Uh, I comment every time on that. Just like, wow, we made another one. Look at that. We did. Keep <laughs> fucking doing it. Right? <laughs> I am the Groots. Fuck you, Hunter. Hey, what's up, guys? Lowdown. Lowdown, our special guest today. Yeah. And uh, we have a wonderful movie <laughs> to talk about. Holy oh, shit. Here. Wonderful. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get into the realm of Van Damme tonight. We I could, hey, you're welcome. There you go. You're fucking indeed, welcome. Indeed, indeed. This, this, <laughs> this was Lowdown's idea, and uh, we decided to uh, screen 1989 Cyborg, mm. which is <laughs> actually one of my favorite Van Damme movies of all time. Because? Because it's so fucking ridiculous, <laughs> and it's so awesome. <laughs> and uh, actually, my buddy Jesse was the one that showed it to me the first time some years, many, many years back, probably on VHS. And uh, this movie is a perfect, dumb, post-apocalyptic action sci-fi movie. It's so bad. It, 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 it's a movie that should have been straight to VHS, but it actually had a theatrical release. Did it really? It sure did. Until you said that, I just would expect it went right. I mean, it's canon, so I guess right, they, they yeah. try to put it in something. Yeah, this was a canon release, but um, in any case, uh, yeah, we watched this today, and uh, ah, well, uh, <laughs> let me let me back up a second for anybody who's uh, just joining the podcast. Uh, Beautiful disasters is all about us going over a bad movie or a cheesy flick or a cult movie, something that maybe people haven't seen so much. Whatever we talk about it. We have a good time, you know. That's it, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That, that, that sometimes we torture ourselves, uh, others with these movies. We, sometimes we go in completely blind. Sometimes some of us have seen them, others haven't. So, I think this one, I was the only person that was experiencing this uh, Van Damme classic for the first time. So, indeed, yeah. You were the odd man out. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's uh, let's dig in. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go. So we have a, uh, this movie starts off in a nondescript sort of post-apocalyptic America where everything's fucked up and there are like, fire. it's basically like Mad Max sort of, sort of thing without the desert. No, there's roaches too. They yeah. Make sure to show yeah, the roaches. There's roaches. And mullets yeah. still exist. Every, we're our first bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Everything's in ruins. People are poor, trying to survive, destitute. And it opens with a chase scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy. So there's a there's a man and a woman that are being chased, and he's already hurt, I guess, right? He gets and his ass kicked pretty fast. He gets his ass kicked, and he he's able to like distract 
the gang coming after them so she can get away. Then we uh, get our first introduction to the villain and his uh, comrades <laughs> uh, of the movie. What's the villain's name? Fender. Fender. Fucking Fender. Fucking Fender. Someone like looked around his room and was like, "What can I? Would pass a guitar? Fender. Fender. That sounds. What the fuck. That, that sounds scary. A fucking like crazy." <laughs> Cock diesel dude with fucking like dreadlocks and like baby blue eyes. Bad teeth. And bad teeth. Really oh, bad, yeah, bad teeth. teeth, yeah. <laughs> really bad teeth. And sun. Yeah, some characters have really shitty teeth in this, and other ones it's like they just brush they're like poor, they They're like them. ivories, baby. They're just yeah. like bam. Yeah, yeah. Van Damme think, had, had good teeth. I think good actually choppers. that was a like if you're part of his gang, the bad guy gang, like you he like if he saw a toothbrush, like he's breaking it in half. Like, no, part of our gang rule is you do not have nice teeth, alright? Like if I'm going to smell like shit, everyone's going to smell like shit, okay? That's how it's going to work. Goddamn right. Because most, most of his henchmen, I think, like, if they smiled, it was it was pretty rough. Well, some so. of the henchmen were worse. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he was like, my, my teeth are fucked up. You guys, don't... If I see a toothbrush or fucking... Floss. Yeah. You're if I see done. some mouthwash, I'm punching in the face, bitch. <laughs> and it did it, it did start out... Um, They did drop this... It was in New York City. Right. In the beginning. They did, right. They did drop, drop it that it was New York City. Right. So... Not exactly want to stay as ge- geographical accurate in this movie as possible. So. Not exactly Escape from New York sort of <laughs> no, quality, but no, no, no. We God. saw a couple buildings and and alleyways. As much Born, as the, like a as much club. as the budget would allow, yeah, they had a strip club and an alleyway. I don't know right. how many buildings I saw. Like Cannon was like, all right, just the kind of we're all close quarters in New York, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 this was definitely. I mean, I. It had to have been shot on a fucking, like, lot somewhere. Like, some kind of a set. Oh. It was not a real place. I'm pretty sure the New York set, and later on the movie, the Atlanta set, they just moved a couple things around and repainted a few things. They're probably exactly the same Absolutely. fucking set. Oh, know? and just, like, broke the sprinkler, so it was just gushing. Yeah, or just yeah. where that was the strip club for New York. They're just like, make that the broken down diner, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking exactly. set. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, the two uh, people early on... Dude distracts the gang, Fender. They kill his ass. She kind of gets away. Almost. She uh, got away from that gang. I think. She got away from the gang briefly. And then uh, Van Damme kind of steps in, fucks a couple dudes up. I think he made literally both of them stab each other, which was awesome. Yeah. No, he slipped their... Yeah, well, themselves, themselves. Yeah, yeah, because there was one guy that was going after the, the chick, and then there was a guy watching. So the guy watching Craig had the knife up to his chest, and damn, Van Damme just grabbed his hand and just made her stab him. Right. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of all right. Then the next guy, he literally did the same move. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, Van Damme just made him punished for holding the knives too close to them. So. I guess, you know, yeah. hey, whatever works, right? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, Van Damme gets, like, shot through a wall, and they capture the girl, who turns out to be... The cyborg and her wig comes off, and, oh, you, and you see the really bad fucking. <laughs> I would I would compare it to the transition in Terminator, which came out what five six years earlier. Yeah, when our when um, he's trying to fix his eye and it goes where he's looking in the mirror to right. blatantly obvious. That kind of transition where one hundred percent yeah one hundred percent that yeah. once that wig comes off, it's like. That doesn't look oh, like her at all. We talk about that transition of her taking the wig off, like oh, my, I, like it's like you can just see like the 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 oh it man, there's no money in there. Obviously, Holy cheap shit. It's animatronics, Canada, it's Canada, right? Cheap animatronics, like a face that was like oh wow, 
Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's a robot face that haunts me t- t- forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, Fender captures her, and and the whole gist is that she has information that could be a cure to the plague that has ended the world. Right, mm-hmm. and he loves the world as it is, and he's like, if there's going to be a cure, I'm going to own it because I love death or some shit. Yeah, dude, there was a really huge thing. He just like was no, like, let's was like, take her down there and fuck shit up. No, and well, the the dude that was protecting her at first uh, was like, after that, he he was like, go to hell. He was like, been there. <laughs> Who the fuck? The writing for this dude. There's Jesus. not a huge amount of dialogue in the yeah, it for was, him too. But Holy yeah, shit. specifically for for Van Damme, yeah, they made sure to keep it very very simple. Yeah, the villain did not have the most coherent sort of like uh, uh, drive yeah. in this movie. He was just kind of crazy he had, and he had sadistic. The villain voice though, you know, everything was very villain yeah. sounding. So. Yeah, fuck this shit. Get him. He's a get him like twenty world. times. Oh, exactly. Get him. Move. So, yeah. Uh, they take the cyborg girl, and they're trying to go to Atlanta, because that's where uh, she was trying to go, and that's where the her information could possibly make the cure, right? To make a difference, yeah. Make a difference. So, that's their journey. And, uh, well, let's see. Uh, Van Damme wakes up. <laughs> he wakes up like, oh, shit, I got my ass kicked. You know, whatever. And uh, Does he to, doesn't he go to a bar or something? Talk to that that one dude who starts the trend that will oh, happen. No, you, you're skipping a step. No, he first Fender and his gang, while Van Damme's apparently still passed out, makes it to a town that's on the oh, shore. Yeah, and, and he wants a fucking boat, so he destroys the entire town, murders the shit out of it to get a boat. That's which pretty you, much what he does. Which you do. That, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, and I don't think you the dialogue nicely. in that. If you got the dialogue in that, he literally looked at the guy before he started beating his ass. He was like, what, do you think I was going to swim to Atlanta? I hate water, asshole. <laughs> and then he commences to killing him and his wife. And then he that's, kills them. That's yeah. how it fucking works. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Like, who the fuck? <laughs> and this is where we are introduced to the comrade of Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie. Because mm-hmm. she was from that town and from that family, maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about her. Her name. Showed up. I just call her DSLs. That's. I mean, that's literally what I just in my mind what I call her. All right, DSLs. Well, yeah. I don't remember what the character's name is. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. We're, we're not gonna take that for the whole podcast. No, no. Right? I'm just saying. I don't know. But uh, no, she uh, she was there when the shit went down. Yeah. She and actually has more motivation than I would actually say even Van Damme's character has indeed. on catching the gang. Like, like she might have some connection with the fucking town. Well, he has a lot of motivation, but we'll get into that because okay. there's lots of lots. But of... I'm just saying initially, like, yeah, it comes all across like he's just kind of like, well, I guess I should like. There's no. Real... There's a lot of flashbacks that prove why yeah, he needs to go. Where we're going into and, is that he goes to the bar to talk to the guy. Yeah, and that's where we get our first of many, many, no. many flashbacks. That's right. the second. First one is after he shows up to the town. She had hid while the gang was there and, and comes out a little bit. He sees her, and apparently he flung a knife at her, but only knocked her out with a knife because there was no healing of a wound or stabbing of anything. Yeah. It just kind of knocked her out, and then she woke up and was fine, which 
you are a shitty knife thrower if all you do is knock somebody out with a fucking knife. Okay? Oh, well, <laughs> as an aside, throwing knives is really hard. Okay? It's, I, I get that. It's really hard. Like, I, I've done it for years, and it's really fucking hard to, like, get the distance right so that the point is actually hitting the target. Or, you know, versus the, the you know, the, the, hand, butt, yeah, the, the handle, handle, the butt, like, actually, like, bouncing off of it. <laughs> so you're saying that this movie might actually be somewhat accurate in its knife-throwing uh, scenario? Yeah, yeah. Right. Throwing right, knives is hard. Like, any movie you see... Way to go, Cyborg. Any movie you see where somebody throws a knife and kills a motherfucker, I'm like, dude, that was lucky. No, it was meant to look Are like you telling me that... I was lied to with Predator because he throws a knife and he says, stick around. I thought, like, that would just... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I feel like maybe I've been lied to, and I, I don't know how to feel about that. You've, oh, been, you've been lied to for years. Oh, man. So, like, I'm fine with the other one. Just, just that, that one movie that I'm really <laughs> upset about. So, in, in that, he knocks her out, and then, like, takes upon himself to make sure she at least wakes up, apparently. I don't know what. Maybe he wanted to fucking rest. And he's, like, sharpening his knife horribly and incorrectly mm -hmm. and there's a flashback scene there while she's recovering from her butt wound whatever right i yeah. feel like the script by the way is a lot of we'll get into one of the other tropes that they have to keep using to i guess fill the running time but there's flashbacks and the other thing is is ironic is while he's sharpening his knife there's a flashback right and then we see our evil gang and they're sharpening their knives. There's several scenes of them sharpening their knives. Like, they just yeah. need to make sure we understand, like, these guys don't fuck around and have these dull knives. They're taking their, you know, free time to fucking sharpen these knives. Well, like, we, we know that technology has been a thing because there are burned out cars and shit. Mm -hmm. So, and there are rudimentary guns. But apparently nobody found the incredible stash of firearms that exists in America. Yeah. And yeah. New York. Like, and yeah, anywhere. especially in New York. I mean, you know, before they leave, like, so, the yeah, everybody's fighting with, mostly with melee weapons throughout the movie. Like, yeah. there's a little gunplay, but it's not even, it's, they're all I like, saw a Mace at one point. Yeah, they're all just yeah. like, they're all just like makeshift guns. Like, the, it, it, you don't see a, a single gun in the movie that's actually a gun that you recognize. Yeah. They're all just like, oh, I, I made this shit in my fucking, like, hovel, mm. you know? Yeah. Sort of thing. So, obviously, people just are too stupid to, <laughs> to look for things and find guns and ammo, which are so ample in this country at yeah, any point are. in the last 50 years. Anyway. Dude, I, dude that's what I'm telling you, man. That's one of the, that's one of the <clears throat> side stops on the apocalypse. All the fucking guns. Like, that, that's not even a question in my head. No, no. Like, all the fucking guns. Like, yeah. No, dude. <laughs> well, in this universe, you're shit out of luck. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. apparently. Yeah. My, my house is armed for fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> like, legit. You know, like, I got lots of guns and Thousands and thousands of rounds, and it's just like, okay, there we go. Let's do this shit. Yeah. Apparently, they were ill prepared back in the eighties for uh, for the uh, post apocalyptic disease to come along and eradicate humanity. Indeed, yeah. So, so where's that at? Where's that? Where's that leave us at? Like, yeah, they go to the town. They she wakes up. They go to the town, and they actually show the only person who's sick. That I mean, if you know if you caught that or not, that was the right. only shot of somebody because I guess budget, and that was a lot of too much prosthetics. Yeah, I think she makes some some mark or something like. Oh, See, it's this not is worth what, fighting for or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, but he, you know, and, and I'll just preface all of his flashbacks mm. are about one. Thing, okay. Mm-hmm. The fact that he had a, a wife and, a, and kids and they were living in some remote area and I guess happy. And yeah, he had longer uh, hair at that time. Oh, he did have longer hair wig, and a ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Frere Jaco, Frere Jaco. I feel like that <laughs> wig is just to make sure because right. nobody else, he doesn't age at all. The only thing to say that there's been a period of time that has passed is that he had long hair and the that's and now he has short hair. Yeah, because yeah. and the villains vice look, versa. He doesn't look any different. Yeah, yeah. That's that's nobody looks any different. These flashbacks, except for one yeah. character we'll talk about yeah, later. Yeah, and besides yeah, right. that. Everybody ages zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ten years, no difference. Yeah, who knows? Hair, hair. Yeah, hair that's the it only. Had thing. to have been a, a number of years, because like the At daughter, least, yeah, the, who's now part of the uh, villain gang, which you find out later, is grown up. But anyway, yeah, all spoiler all, alert. All of his <laughs> flashbacks are about his family getting killed by Fender and his gang. Mm-hmm. So. Whenever we say we have a flashback, that's what it's about. Because that's what it's about. It happened over and over again. Yeah. There's like. In what? fact, I think there's one time where they show a flashback, and then later on they show us the exact same flashback. Like they forgot they had shown us the flashback when he's oh, making love to his wife. I don't think they forgot. When he's making love to his wife. Oh, no, and, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and they just used a different filter and changed the color. But yeah, but seriously, I was like, when they went back, I was like, no, 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 no we, already, we already saw this one, guys. You, you don't have, no. What were you, like, somebody forgot. And like, it oh, keeps going. Put, put another flashback in here. Is it the same one? No, they won't notice. Fuck it. So, yeah. <laughs> because there are several, are also scenes where punches are cut to happen again. I think the first guy that gets killed in this movie, literally, I mentioned, I was like, did they just not use the same shot? Over and over again for the punch, like right, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and kicks, yeah, and yeah, it's oh, yeah the same yeah. thing These over and happen. fucking over again. These it, things happen. Yeah, it was intentional. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So anyway, both parties, the villains and Jean Claude Van Damme and his accompaniment. I know you want to say it. No, cool. I'm not going to say. You want to say it? I know you want to say God it. God damn it! <laughs> his hanger on. His female Robin. His female Robin. His there female Robin. And we all know that's what Robin did, so it's fair enough. <laughs> they all start start making their way to Atlanta, right? And they meet up in Hatteras. Fucking Outer Banks, bitches. Outer Banks. Because when I think apocalyptic movies, what I want to see the is fucking beach in the dunes. Hatteras. Yeah, Jesus that's Christ. that's literally. It's, it screams of, we only have a certain amount of money, people. We can take a weekend at the beach to film this fucking movie, all right? And, no, and the thing is, you can do the weekend at the beach to film a movie, and no one would be the wiser. Yeah, Off-season, exactly. free. Like, fucking free. And you free. don't have to see any buildings destroyed, because you're like, well, the beach True. stays but the same. So the, the challenge was to find a, like, gutted-out old you know, uh, sort of cement structure warehouse thing. See, I don't know if that was in the same place, though. Wasn't that in Hatteras? I think it was, yeah. Cause... In the movie, but I don't know if actually the location was in Hatteras. I don't oh, know. I know the location wasn't in Hatteras. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that like, shit where, doesn't exist in Hatteras? Where, and where'd they find a fucking dune beach area that has a fucking sewer system in it? Exactly. Where the fuck? Where is that? Like, I want to know where it is because I want to go verify that. It for doesn't myself. exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> 
doesn't exist. They created their own sewer manhole just for that one scene. Dude, so, all of all of the houses in the Outer Banks are on stilts. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, there's nothing under the <laughs> ground. They don't have any sewer system that goes yeah, it's like, right It's like a fucking beach. labyrinth. Like, David Bowie's about ready to pop out in that motherfucker. Right. It was a fucking labyrinth of fucking tunnels. <laughs> holy shit. And, like, so that, so you show me that one scene. They were all just, like, cramped on top of each other like a clown car just popping out. Like, that's what I believe. They made their own manhole in the dirt. Yep. (laughs) That's how that fucking worked. Holy shit. So, let's see here. What happened in the warehouse was his compatriot, the girl. Female Robin. Yeah, female Robin. She got distracted, and then suddenly all the bad guys were around her, and then he had to try to save her, and shit went fucking south. Well, I guess they planned out where they had... Each henchman behind certain walls that would pop out at different times. Yeah. So he was a plan for that. He thought they'd all be like hanging out together. So he thought he could take them out and you know save his sidekick and shit. And uh, at one point he gets knocked over and holding onto a pipe and then wiggles the pipe. And longest pipe I've ever seen where he can swing Spider-Man style down from it. Oh my god! I still don't understand how that works, but. Oh, she, the noise he made. The yeah. fucking noise he made. <laughs> and she get and she gets knocked the fuck out, like, off the bat. Oh, yeah. So he has to fucking, like, fuck a bunch of dudes up and mm. save her, and then they fucking escape into a manhole cup. Mm. Right? Yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. that. Well, here's the weird thing, all right? So it's an open warehouse. Everything, there's... It's, you know, the they chase him around, then he gets back, and he grabs a sidekick, and then they run. But they can see him. But he's just a little farther away, but then he gets in the manhole. And at no time do they communicate to each other. They just, one at a time, go into the manhole. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the important thing to pull from this scene was that at one point he is facing off with Fender, the villain, and he sees his daughter grown up as one of Fender's, like, you know, gang members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, holy oh, shit. And he the sees the necklace, and he's like, holy shit, that's my girl. But, you know, he can't do anything, so he takes dumb bitch and runs into the fucking <laughs> sewer. And see, at this point, this point, Groots is dumb. He's like, this, this chick's slowing him down. And this like, dumb bitch. And, like, he also realized, the way that she walked over to Fender, she, he realized, like, oh, damn. Yo, Fender was slinging it. Yeah. That... I mean, hey. She, she went over to him like, yes, sir. Like... Oh, like, damn, all right. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some payback later for that. <laughs> yeah, there is. Ah! But yeah, yeah. No. They jump down in the sewer. That's they, his daughter, man. They get pursued. They come out of the sewer. Mm. And then the holy, funniest fucking scene shit. for Hunter of oh, the whole man. fucking movie. Because Van Damme and his people, Robin, they get come out of the sewer and they run on the beach. And then we have a shot, as you would, the villa, the first henchman coming out of the sewer. I'm like, all right. And then they show a second one. And I'm like, all right, we totally get the point. There's no need to show. And then the camera keeps coming back four more fucking times to make sure we know each henchman that was in the sewer is coming out of the manhole cover. Which, again, is completely fucking pointless. And I remember like saying, like, they're, they're really not going to keep showing this. Oh, no. And yeah. it's like the movie was trying to fucking. No, but me. then you said they kept like showing it over the over after the again. second or third one, you were like, I bet they, I bet another one comes out. It's like I challenge it. And the movie's like, fuck you, it's happening. <laughs> it's, it's like happening. fuck you, I'm gonna do three more, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it was so shit fucking pointless. Was uh, hilarious. Yeah. Pretty funny. Now maybe <laughs> maybe lie. I'm fucking up my timeline here, but like, when did the uh, beach scene where she tried to like get in his pants happen? Was that, that happened? Because there were actually two abandoned columned style warehouse scenes. One was really smaller and ragged. Oh, ragged that's down. right. That's yeah, where the mace dude that. was at, and that was like the first scene. So he saved her from getting fucked up there. That's then, when he discovered the. Then poop. she then she showed her titties and then tried to fuck him, and he was like, no. And then, then the bigger warehouse scene came up. That's what okay. we're talking about now. Yeah, then yeah. the sewer scene, yeah. which, by the way, we skipped the part that happened between the manhole scenes where we got the awesome Van Damme split that is in every Van Damme oh, yeah. movie. When the dude from Gladiator. He's like Miyagiing the shit out of the Van Damme split. Oh, yeah. yeah. The big, big guy from Gladiator with the really shitty wig. Really horrible 80s yeah. fucking. Who is yeah. in the sewers looking and he's like, I know he's fucking close. And, uh, and then above, above him. Van Damme cocky balls and a knife going in his fucking face. Yep. Like, yeah, that's pretty much how it worked. Which, again, is really terrible. Like, you're going to die. Right before you die, you get cocky balls right in your fucking face. And then, <laughs> you look up, and it's a it's, Van Damme cock and balls split with a knife coming down. Yeah. It's yeah. just too bad he wasn't. He didn't say, he didn't have any catchy lines. He just killed him, like, you know, something that would have worked into that scene with it. So Yeah. Well, we should nice. address the fact that Van Damme, at this point in his career, had very little uh, like handle on the English language, so all of his lines in this movie are super accented and usually like two or three words. Oh, I, I actually I have to disagree because like before this movie he had done Bloodsport and Kickboxer, which he has heavy fucking dialogue in both of those movies prior to this, especially Kickboxer because he actually plays an American. Oh, he does he plays Frank Dukes of Bloodsport. He plays a fucking American. Let's just say this. Um, I don't know when this movie was actually shot. Yeah, this movie ah, was like, yeah. when fair it enough. was released. Fair enough. I will have to research that. But fair enough. Yeah, he yeah. definitely had a. He did not have much in <laughs> they the way didn't of give English. Him, yeah, there wasn't a huge like. Monologue yeah, 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 yeah. I never thought about that. Like I see eighty nine, and I'm like, no, this could have made like eighty six. I mean, the only like, main character all the special place they had that right. Like, <laughs> the only main character of a movie that had less lines than him. Was Kurt Russell and Soldier? Okay. Oh God, I remember that. There I don't know. No lines. Schwarzenegger in the first Terminator. He uh, had yeah. very little. Yeah, line. Few, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much on par. I mean, yeah, yeah, they yeah. basically had like. Or fuck Stallone in the newest in like the newest Rambo movie. He talked like what five times. He like did not talk in that movie. That's all you need. Yeah, to he had a few. Movie. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a few. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's all like you don't need much. Yeah. No, but but you know he did what he needed. fifty cal the fuck out of some murder and the motherfuckers. That's what he did. <laughs> but yeah, so okay, so yeah, we filled in the in between the manhole covers. Came out of the manhole cover, took out the first couple couple in the water, and then all of a sudden something knocked him. Oh, I do fucking I do. bad guy showed up, and we didn't talk about his pirate shoulder fucking puffy shirt. He's got the fucking Seinfeld puffy shirt on underneath his fucking mace. It's like mail. Chainmail fucking he's a armor. He's motherfucker, though. You can't talk shit about it. He's wearing shirt. the fucking pirate shirt. That's true. That's okay, true. he's wearing a fucking pirate shirt. Like a legit pirate shirt. And it's purple. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fuck. With chainmail over top of it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, maybe he was just like a really angry, like, prince dancer that <laughs> really survived angry. the post-apocalypse. Really yeah. I will take my vengeance out. But it was wonderful doing it. 
Oh. I mean, little dude Prince probably not going to survive the post-apocalypse, you know, the apocalypse. Fair enough. So, His you know, wardrobe. Mm. He, mm. he probably just took it to the next level <laughs> and decided to become a, you know, vicious killer. And, you know, his henchmen had got them down, worn him down at this point, you know, Van Damme, and, the, you know, Fender shows up and just kind of punching him. And over punching and him. Over and over and, and punching over. him. And then he crucifies him. The correct way. I will give that movie credit. The correct way. Through the fucking wrists. Yep. That's how you crucify a motherfucker. We're giving Cyborg some props here, you know? We've got a couple. You're being accurate on the knife throwing. (laughs) And you're you're falling through step to step with the crucifixions right, right? Like, you got a lot of shit wrong. But the knife throwing and the crucify... Hey, number one, guys, all right? I like the research department got the job. And their crucifying was more painful because there was no footstep to nail to. He was hanging literally from his fucking wrist. It also took a long, long time for the reveal. Because you see... You see the gang, and they're looking at it, and they slowly, slowly... Yep. I don't know, was that like four to five minutes before we actually reveal that he's crucified? Or you just are going up at a grandfather rate of standing up, looking at what's happening? Yeah, and there'll be like a close shot of his face, but you don't have no idea where he is. So everything took so fucking long to get to it. When they were so quick to show you two crucified bodies in the first five minutes of the movies in New York. These characters characters go from New York to Hatteras in the span of... Charleston. Charleston. In the span of like, what, like three minutes. Yeah. But then it takes it... Four minutes just to show, get out of manhole covers, or show somebody getting crucified. It's right. just weird how the time works in this movie, so. <laughs> which we'll get into in a second with how fast it is to get to Atlanta. And, and, and I do have to say, the question that I had about, apparently it's quicker to sail from New York ports to uh, to right outside of Georgia port, well, North Carolina port, is quicker than taking a straight route. Apparently fucking not. Because how else would fucking Van Damme and Robin get to where there's in the same time frame? Well, they took 95. <laughs> With no traffic, so straight, straight, straight yeah. breeze, man. Straight straight breeze all the way. There's no, there's no cars running anymore. Right, you just walk <laughs> past them. Yeah, exactly, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, but he wanted a fucking boat. <laughs> there you go. Apparently the only option was a boat because he didn't want to swim because he hates water. But Van Damme can walk. But uh, it is very quick. Important yeah. to say that during the cu- crucifixion scene, we learn. Oh, the big we, reveal. We learn. Big flashback. That well, there's the big flashback. Yeah, but his daughter, who is part of the gang, comes up and looks at him longingly, and they make that connection, and then she, <laughs> and then she dips. She dips the fuck out. And then what, for you, Dad. What frees him? I guess they were supposed to show the point of like the connection was made again, and like. What freaks him is he gets so angry thinking about the big reveal from this flashback that when Fender found them initially, years and years ago, when he had still had short hair um, and the same sunglasses. Um, <laughs> I, I think they're different sunglasses. I think, no, they were the same ones. The other ones were just dirtier. I think before the apocalypse, he worked at a sunglass hut in the mall. <laughs> yeah. So when that shit went down, he just has a backpack full of them. Because, yeah, they're actually different than the ones he yeah. the, the, the ones he has, but the flashback, they're different. I actually realized that. Really? He just has a fuck ton of sunglasses. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? I, I mean, corrected. it you know it can't it has to be hard for Prince backup dancers to get other work. <laughs> yeah. You so know, sunglass hut for model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know. So we see that 
they found him after we also we saw the second viewing of the same sex scene of Van Damme and his love interest from back in the day in the farmhouse. Right. We saw the exact same scene twice. Like, to the fucking minute, same scene. With a different color filter. That was it. Ugh. That was the only difference. So, and they apparently watched, we don't know how long they were watching them, but they they, they were literally, had sex and like, Five feet away, yeah, five there feet was Spender and his gang, like, over up. the fucking rim of the windowsill, looking in, like, in the fucking room. Just watch it. Just watch it. Yeah. Just watch yeah, it. Yeah, just kind of creepy. I had no idea. Tom. They had no idea. Yeah. Hey, how many times have you had sex and if someone walked, even, like, was looking through the door, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? And you're like, mid-stroke, like, this shit ain't right. That, like, that must have been the best goddamn sex of all time, but they both were... <laughs> that hair, no. No. They both were in a coma. <laughs> no. They were in a coma. They were in a sex... Oh, so, he was kickboxing her pussy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Compo. Ho- hopefully, it wasn't a blood sport experience. on that pussy. Holy shit! Sorry. Okay, That's so terrible. <laughs> so after that, he strings up Sun and Van Dam and the woman because they never give her fucking name. Tie him up with rope that is also rat- laced with barbed wire over a well that is apparently empty. And they make the daughter, who is the one that is now with the gang in, in the present, hold the fucking barbed wire rope or they fall down the well. Yeah. And he literally says, it's up to you now. Yeah. Is the voice right? Yeah. That's pretty much the voice. Pretty much. Um, and you should cosplay next year. Dude, right? um, fuck that. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't have the I don't have the will to get that shredded because that motherfucker. I'll give the only credit to that fucking actor is he is like literally all muscle, like all muscle. That's all he's got. Yeah, like dude, uh, there are <laughs> things called steroids. It's you true. could do this if you are committed. <laughs> <laughs> so and then we see that she corks drops them because she's a little girl and it's like. 300 pounds and it's barbed wire. Yeah, and it's not gonna happen. Yeah, there was right. no factors that she was gonna hawk it out and like save <laughs> yeah, her family. Right? Like, he kind of knew, like, here, little girl, hold this and I'm uh, gonna fuck you up and yeah. you know, it's fine. Ironically, you're gonna kill your family. He, like, yeah. I mean, come on, like, yeah, right. oh, we had the Inverted Cross earring. Oh, yeah, the one earring that was Inverted Cross, like, oh, he was a badass with the fucking blonde tipped fucking Jerry curls in the back. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. He had the soul yeah. glow. He had the soul glow. A little bit. Dude. <laughs> All right. So that was the flashback. And then he apparently can break a six-inch diameter post. Ma- mast of a ship. Oh, mast man. of a ship with his fucking boot Kicking because he it. got so angry from that memory. It's like That's the scene in Kill Bill Volume 2 where she just punches her way out of the... That's yeah. more believable. Out yeah. of the casket and climbs through Punch the her. earth. Yeah. yeah. So all Punches he had to do away. was just yeah. keep kicking until he... The could. Kill Bill was more believable. At least show her training for that shit. There was no showing of him training to kick fucking mask he of a shit. He used anger. He was anger. angry too. He was only slightly angry about being crucified. It wasn't until he flashbacked mm. and he got really angry he was able to use that and kick him sway out of it. Oh, Which is ironic because then as soon as he breaks it, falls down, then Robin. of all times, yeah. female Robin shows up literally like two minutes late where she could have just fucking brought that shit down instead of him fucking kicking himself down. And landing on the post with the fucking jar. Oh, God. Yeah, he had that, like, arrows through his fucking wrists. Dude, so bad. Yeah. So bad. So then we think... The very next scene... They just travel. Like, apparently they made all this travel time. They're in Atlanta. Yeah, they're in ATL. Oh, yeah, no, they beat... This is like a 30-minute hike. They they beat the villains there. 
And yeah. Then they unwrap the wrists and and his wrists are fucking healed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we learned that you know, at the end of the movie that um he might have a little healing factor going on because the the arrow wounds are healed later on. He gets cut in the face, doesn't bleed. I mean, like he's he's fucking like post apoc proto Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Basically, he has to be. I mean, so we pretty much reached Atlanta and like okay, so. How he lets them know that he beat them is he shoots an arrow at Fender's feet instead of going for the open throat that was right there. Or face. Or face. But throat was, you know, just bleeding and blah, you know. Just, know. how about anywhere on the body? It, no, the, just, no, he had the chain mail. Chain uh, yeah, mail. All right, all right. So, you know. But, like, somewhere other than his fucking ground at his feet, it would have ended it all. Right. All. Nope, wait a minute. Then I'm going to throw my bow away. And put the knife in my mouth and come in close quarters. That's exactly what Which, I'm going to do. Again, that That's my game plan. The knife in the mouth scene was pretty hilarious. Because <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He's not like, I'm here to fuck you up. And puts, he just literally just puts a knife and then just kind of shakes his head and growls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's like it, I don't know if like, if you just saw some dude doing that, you'd be like, that you, you look stupid. <laughs> Are you trying to scare me right now? Like, I've got like five motherfuckers and you've got a knife in your mouth. I don't know what's this. Yeah, I'm going to gra- grab my ranged weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any of, again, you know. we've got swords. You're putting a knife in your mouth and shaking your head back and forth and it's supposed to do something. Like he like, threw away his bow. Dude, the biggest, I was like, wait, that's your weapon from a distance. Mm-hmm. To gain advantage. It's too close to almost being a gun. But he too only, close. But too he only, close. He only used it <laughs> for dramatic effect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He only used it for shit. dramatic effect. By the way, let me scare you with this. Fire all around. If you're gonna do that, at least like set the arrow on fire or something. Give a little nope. pizzazz to it. No. Nope. Nope. Just Nothing. arrow to the ground. Nothing. So it goes. Arrow to the ground. So yeah. So he pops down there. Henchmen come after him. It starts ass kicking the henchmen as you expect. Call one of them on fire. Fucking him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started a lot of kicks. No punches, all kicks. Didn't he get one like way. twelve times in the ribs in like the same spot? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was twelve times, honestly. It was right. Yeah, and that's it. It was the fire that killed him, not the kick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we finally, finally get to. Well, actually, no. Um, what happened to our our female Robin? Female well, Robin. No, she got killed. Well, no, she had a fight with a couple dudes and then fought a badass bitch. One of the badass bitches from the gang. Mm-hmm. Killed and, her. Yeah, killed her, and then she that got the titties. I think so. Could be wrong. And, While that was happening, Fender and Gibson Van Dam had started fighting already. Yeah, yeah. Boss, ah! boss battle, and that's when we learned. That, yeah, and that's when we learned where um, uh, Fender um, has to make a loud obnoxious noise the entire time he's fighting. Keep his mouth open. Yeah, keep, he has mouth open and just Argh! over and over again. I don't I don't want to lose my voice, so I'm not going to keep doing it. It but makes not sense that, that he's a not, mouth breather. Yeah, not, mouth like, breather yeah. not like he's getting punched <laughs> and he's <laughs> reacting. Mouth breather. Not like he's getting punched and reacting, but literally every second of the fight is him making that sound over and over again. To a point where I want to find footage where I can take the score out because it's goddamn ridiculous. Because we're talking about what eight, nine minutes of him just making oh, yeah. the sound over oh, yeah. and over again in different parts of the set while they're fighting. Just it, it got so weird after a while. Right, and like his eyes are bugged out and like all the tendons <laughs> in his neck are extended. He's just like, 
flexing the entire time, like, oh, ah, the sunglasses. This is how we know he means better. business. Yeah. Sunglasses are off. Yeah, totally off. They're That's off. right. And, uh, the rest of the movie, they're off. This time he's like, no, no, they're off. You're getting full sight me at night. I'm not keeping the sunglasses on to fight you. I'm taking the sunglasses off. Mm-hmm. I will say his baby blues are beautiful. <laughs> those, those are some serious context. <laughs> but well, yes. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like the whole time he literally is flexed. So you're watching this and like when there's distance between them, he has to walk over to get to Van Damme. Literally just his legs move. Like his whole <laughs> upper body stays still. So for the ah in his mouth, but like his whole upper body is one just flex. One, like yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, just, it's like one muscle. That's... Holy shit. <laughs> no one can, and you can't, and honestly, you can't fight like that. Like, no. At all. Like, you need to be loose. Like, that's right. so bad. This like, is why Bruce Lee was a badass. Water, he baby. Was loose. Flow like water. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> Flow like water. This motherfucker is really take shit. <laughs> and he's like, ah! So, so bad. So the final battle, mm. you know, back and forth, up and down, left and right. Finally, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, disarms him with a knife and fucking stabs his Fine. Falls into the puddle. Boom. Done. Falls in the puddle. Not... Dead. Everybody starts high-fiving. So you think. Mm. <laughs> all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he's trying, you know, Van Damme's trying to, like, catch up with his homies and, like, boom, through a wall. Hold on. Again. The element surprise could have probably been better, except, again, our main bad guy has to keep doing that goddamn screaming. So when he shows up out, out of the blue, he's not quietly doing it where he might get the advantage. He's yelling and screaming again as he's fucking trying to attack Van Damme. Right. Sneak attack, motherfucker. Sneak oh, attack. I think he did. And can we point out before we move on any further, the turns he did with the blades before he got stabbed when he had the blades? Like, no one does that. Oh. Holy shit! <laughs> like you don't. Like, I wish I could do a screenshot. Of he's that. tense. That needs to be like the cup, the image for the picture for the episode. <laughs> like you're like, ah! like because nobody does that. His whole body, his whole upper body is like, tense. It was like a He-Man figure from the 80s. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Where you just where turn he, the waist. Like, exactly. Your, your arms are stuck, yep. stuck in one position. That's exactly and he what just it is. turned as far as he could, but not moving his arms up or down, just holding the weapons at a steady pace. That's yeah. just flexing the entire Perfect time. Perfect like, description. <laughs> yeah. And when I said that, I was thinking about that. Like, yeah, you take a He-Man figure and do that all the day. Yep. Or any G.I. Joe, any of those figures. Yeah, but that, just that twist He-Man, the waist. specifically with the muscles, too, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. fits right yep. into that, that scenario. Oh, my God. you can't bend that arm at all. They stay trying to point that out, how we're ridiculous that was like holy but shit you know what? this wasn't the 80s maybe somebody was inspired by he may figure said, all right man i want you to hold the two weapons and he's like oh, and the actor's probably like you want me to turn around and see, like move my arms like, no no you see this he-man figure what i want you to do is exactly what i'm going to show you is you can hold the two weapons and as soon as i turn him slightly but the arms don't move i want you to do that like like the action <laughs> figure yeah like the action figure and here are some steroids yeah and here's more steroids <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Alright, so I just had to catch us up on that because that was that was like prime. That's prime cuts right there. Right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah. The guy gets back up, he screams, does his thing, ah! gets five more screams in, gets kicked oh! in the face, and then uh ends up able... in a building. Yeah. For the final final scene. End up in a building. Right. right. End up and in a building. Van Damme does his signature slow-mo couple kicks repeatedly. Like it, again, if you're in a fucking fight. You're not gonna move in for the same goddamn hit if you got hit with it once. Speaking of the, Jesus and the Christ. And that last 
that, that last fight, I think Van Damme got a little cocky. He started doing his own little, like, yelling thing. But now, yeah! Let's be real here. Like, taekwondo moves are super pretty, but they're really not powerful. designed <laughs> to be a life-saving thing. Or, or you know, death blow sort of thing. Like, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, he kicks motherfucker onto, like, a meat hook, which is his second death. So, Fender is now dead. Which is awesome, because he's not like, no, but that... Yeah. And, like, you just turn the volume down on him. Yes. So, And that's why you know, this time he's dead. It's just... (laughs) Very gratifying. So bad. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, hilarious. Like, uh, Van Damme did it. He did. He did he it. He gets that sideboard to the place in Atlanta that was really important that they sent one motherfucker to take this lady that has... It was supposed to be life. CDC. Can we just say that it was supposed to be CDC? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the, the one place in New York that sent one dude to take this most important person, Van Damme did it, got her there. Yeah. She's going to save the world, we think. Yeah, he's totally going to save the world. He didn't save the girl that was trying to be with him. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She dead. She dead. But he got his daughter back. But his daughter's still alive. And that's it. So, so bonus. And how the fuck does he come back in the sequel? (laughs) How the fuck is he in the sequel? We're talking about the bad guy, Fender. That's another episode. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. We need to watch Cyborg 2. Oh, God. All right, we'll do it. Oh, God. Oh, I feel like the quality can. I mean, sequels always are better than the original. Oh yeah, so, totally, you know, totally. So every time, I feel like I'm very confident. Every motherfucking this time. one, they learn from the mistakes, <laughs> right? I mean, I, oh. I, you know, low down, we haven't seen it. I think I feel like the way Groot's reacting, he has, but they learned from all the mistakes and they improved from what they could, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we we, we totally gotta watch this. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. let's yeah. do this. Ugh. It'll be on the docket. Any more booze? Down the road. Because, see, I was worried because the movie <laughs> just ends. Like, there's no, like, and the world was much better because Cyborg oh, yeah. Chick made it. They too. didn't even do, like, a postscript. There's like, nothing. It just And goes, the world was saved. Yeah. You know, n- like, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just done. And it's like, oh, okay. Which now we understand why, because they're like, sequel bitches don't give a shit so dude Gol- yeah, dude yeah. Golan and Globus man those guys from canon they were sharp you know they knew how to market a movie yeah so, when well, uh, we look at like the two Robocops awesome well two was okay <laughs> <laughs> but once Peter Reller wasn't in it I was like no I'm out yeah, <laughs> I would say canon doesn't always have the greatest ideas you know no, they make oh. great schlock movies yeah there's a documentary yes. uh, for, yeah. Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, it's, God. It's fucking amazing. It goes through <laughs> the Apple. It goes through mm-hmm. all the shit that they did. So, yeah, if, if you appreciate documentaries, you need to, you need to watch it. Indeed. So, that was Cyborg. Yes, from 1989. <laughs> We're going to wrap this bitch up right here. I got to give a little bit of shit oh, man. to Hunter. Because I did assign him a schlock abuse movie. God damn it. That I gave him like uh, more than a month ago and he hasn't watched yet. So next episode, we should have a, re- a review from him. <laughs> It'll, on, happen. It'll happen. On that. But outside of that, check out our podcast, Beautiful Disasters, on Facebook. Uh, check out GUIPodcast.com. Geeks Under the Influence is our parent network. Check out all the other podcasts going on in there. There's a bunch now. Yeah. Smash Talk. Geek, seven. 
We got you we got one we got just week. started. Yeah. yeah. Smack my pitch up. Smack my pitch up, you know. Yeah. So check out all the podcasts. Check us out on social media and stuff like that. And uh until next time, I'm the Groots. Fuck you, Hunter. And I'm the special guest lowdown. You are special. And I'm the special. Hell <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. You have been Van Damme. GUIPodcast.com Everybody's talking about the Space Force. It's in the news everywhere. Well, we decided in honor of America's future in the Space Force, we are rocking another geekified movie night at Fallout. August 19th, we are doing Starship Troopers. That's right. That cult classic is coming to Fallout with our own special brand of interactive fun to go along with it. If you haven't come to a Geekified movie night before, trust me, you do not want to miss this. We give it kind of the Rocky Horror treatment with all sorts of contests and trivia and reenactments, stage readings, and plenty more. So come out August 19th for Starship Troopers Geekified. Find more information at GUIPodcast.com.